Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get it in, Dustin Smith. Jabari for three and the win. Yeah! He got it! What's up, everybody? This is Rocket Fuel Report. I'm Lashara Binkley. Of course, you can find me on Twitter at Binkley Hoops. You can always find my written work over at the Dream Shake RSB Nation main site. And today on Rockets Fuel Report, I want to talk about, of course, the biggest story now that's happening for the Rockets after they introduced Amin Thompson and Cam Whitmore at yesterday's press conference, which I was out covering yesterday. Um, of course, it was uh, good to hear from the players and also GM Rafael Stone. And Coach Aduko was also there um, talking about Uh, The process of draft night, the players were talking about, of course, a little bit about themselves and what they want to improve on next year. But now that we have moved past the introductory uh, press conference before we get to Summer League, uh, the next big thing is going to be Rockets free agency. And with the Rockets having the most cast base, their name is mentioned from everybody from James Harden all the way down to Dylan Brooks to every other free agent that's available because that's what agents do. They put the Rockets name in there because they know the Rockets have the most cap space. And if they're trying to renegotiate with their current team or another team, what better to, way to do that than to throw out the Rockets who have um, anywhere from $50 million to $60 million in cap space. So at this point, the Rockets are being mentioned with everybody. I wouldn't be surprised if Tracy McGrady is coming out of retirement to get some of that cap space the way the Rockets are mentioned with every player in the NBA. But today I want to uh, briefly talk about some of the names that have been mentioned the most when it comes to the Houston Rockets. And that is Brooke Lopez, Dylan Brooks, and Fred Van Vliet. Won't necessarily talk about James Harden because I think at this point, the writing's on the wall with that, that he will be resigning with Philadelphia, that they will be doing whatever they can to make sure they bring him back. Probably, a, if not a max deal, pretty close to a max deal. So the three players I just mentioned are really the players that have been mentioned the most with the Houston Rockets. And I want to start with the with the most intriguing uh, player out of the three, to, for me anyway, and that's Brooke Lopez. Uh, of course, Brooke Lopez is coming uh, down to the end of his career. Uh, he's in his late 30s. But... He is coming off a season where he shot the best percentage of his career from three-point range, over 37% from three-point range, which is pretty amazing considering if you if you go back and look at Brooke Lopez's history in his first eight years, he only shot around 30 or 40 three-pointers combined the first eight years of his career. And since then, he has been one of the best, not just big men, big men of three-point shooters, overall three-point shooters in the league. Like I said, he shot a career-high 37%. Uh, a little bit above 37% from three-point range last season. And not only that, he's still also one of the best defenders in the league. Um, he's able to switch out onto different players. Of course, he's, if not the best, one of the best shot blockers in the league. But that's where the rub comes in when it comes to coming to the Houston Rockets. We all know Alperen Shankun has been great since he's came here. He had a great season, actually, once he finally was able to start last year. Um, for Coach Silas, we all know how that went back and forth with him starting, not starting, not giving enough minutes. Um, but now we have a new head coach. 
So that's where uh, that's where the, the question comes in with the Houston Rockets. What do you do if you can get a player like Brooke Lopez who will be willing to come to the Rockets? I just don't think he will be willing to come to the Rockets if he's going to be coming off the bench. Not at this point in his career and not coming from the Milwaukee Bucks who are a championship contending team every single season to the Houston Rockets who are planning to be better, but still, let's be honest, they've been one of the worst teams in the league the last three years. So a player like Brooke Lopez who – is still playing at an elite level, is playing like at one of the best two-way centers in the league, he's probably not coming to the Rockets to be a backup. So that's where the problem comes in. Do you bring Brooke Lopez over? And if you do, you pretty much are guaranteeing that Alperin Shangun has come off the bench. Me personally, Brooke Lopez is the better center than Alperin Shangun right now. I know Shangun fans may not want to hear that, but that's just the facts right now. Will that be the case just even two years from now? Probably not. Shankoon is eventually going to overtake Brooke Lopez. Like I said, Brooke Lopez is coming to the end of his career. But if we're talking right now for what the Rockets need, if you're able to get a Brooke Lopez at two years for $25 million a year, somebody that can bring shooting, veteran leadership that the Rockets have been talking about and a coach has been talking about for ever since he came here, that would be Brooke Lopez. Championship experience, he brings all of it. And if Alperin Shangun is willing to come off the bench and still play his 20, uh, close to 25 minutes a game, that would be the best case scenario for the Rockets because Brooke Lopez would automatically make the Rockets a much better defensive team uh, from day one, from the time he walks into the building. Um, but again, that's where it comes down to. The Rockets, at the end of the day, we don't know what the head coach is going to want. Uh, as far as once the players start to get on the court. It may be a totally different situation from what we've seen before. And players like Shangun, players like Kevin Porter Jr., all of these players that were here before are going to probably have to earn their minutes. So don't be shocked if the Rockets do decide to bring Brooke Lopez over. I would be shocked if Brooke Lopez comes over as well to come off the bench. So that's Brooke Lopez. Another player that has been mentioned a lot with the Rockets is Fred VanVleet. Now, Fred VanVleet is a little bit more complicated. Yes, would he be a better point guard than the Rockets have had since James Harden? Probably so, but how much better is he than Kevin Porter Jr.? How much better is he than the potential of letting Amin uh, run the point all year? I just don't know. He's coming off his worst three-point shooting percentage of his career. His defensive rating went up, which, by the way, surprisingly enough, two years ago, he was actually mentioned as one of the better defensive point guards in the league. He almost made the all-defensive team uh, with, if I'm not mistaken, 111 defensive rating. Last year's defensive rating went up. His three-point shooting percentage went down. His overall percentage went down. He actually had one of his worst shooting um, seasons of his career, but his assist numbers did go up. He had his best assist um, season last year, over seven assists a game. But the latest reports come out is that Jake Fisher um, is reporting that the Rockets are one of the leading people when it comes to signing Fred VanVleet, but it would take probably in the neighborhood of close to a max deal, if not a max deal, of $40 million a year to get him away from Toronto. Now, a lot of teams don't have cap space, so that definitely makes sense that the Rockets will be mentioned as one of the teams that can possibly bring him over. But if you're looking at it, it's uh, – even if you're signing Fred VanVleet for two years for $40 million, are you willing to basically eat up a majority of your cap space for Fred VanVleet, who's coming off his worst shooting 
um, season of his career. Now you have to factor in, was it more of Toronto wasn't as good of team last year as they were the previous two years? You have to factor all that in. That's something the Rockets will have to figure out. Me personally, I would have a hard time giving Fred VanVleet that amount of money. Now, a short-term deal will make it a lot better, but there's no way, no way can you give Fred VanVleet $40 million a year on a three- or four-year contract. That would just be – that would be a big mistake in my opinion. Two years, I could probably stomach. Anything beyond that, that is hard to do considering if you look just at the flat-out basic numbers between Kevin Porter Jr. and Fred VanVleet, there was practically no difference. Now, he's better at taking care of the ball, don't get me wrong, than Kevin Porter Jr. was as far as his turnover to assist ratio. But as far as the other numbers, Kevin Porter Jr. actually was a better shooter than Fred VanVleet last season. And, and Kevin Porter Jr. is on a much better contract, and he's younger. So that's something the Rockets will have to weigh. Do you think that Fred VanVleet can bounce back and have a better shooting season next season than he did last year? Or is he going to continue to decline as he gets into his 30s? That's something the Rockets will have to figure out when they're uh, talking about giving him that amount of money over however many years they plan on giving a contract to Fred VanVleet. Another player is Dylan Brooks. Now, Dylan Brooks is another interesting case. He's a player that's one of the best defensive wings in the NBA. Is he as good as he thinks he is? Probably not, as we found out in the Lakers series. But he's still, despite all the antics and all the talks, he's still one of the better defensive wings in the NBA. He would be the best defensive player on the Rockets um, from day one if he comes to the Rockets. Let's be honest. Now, I know a lot of people don't like all his antics and all his talking and all that. I know a lot of people don't like that. But if you look past that, he is a great defensive player, something the Rockets sorely need. Now, shooting, he's not really a great shooter. He hasn't really had a season where you look at him like, okay, he's a 3 and D wing. No, he's always hovering around the low 30s and three-point percentage. He's never really been a good three-point shooter. So you're going to be pretty much banking on he can make up with he can make up that from being a really good defender. Um now it's, it's word that he is wanting something more than the uh TPE, which is the trade player exception, um, money, which is around $12 million. He's looking for something above that, probably close to $15 million a year. Would you be willing to give uh, Dylan Brooks $15 million a year over a three or four year deal? Because he's not taking anything less than three years. Now, he may not have a choice if other teams aren't interested, but I think some team would probably bring him in um, even if um, the free agent market starts to dry up. So you would have to be willing to give um, Dylan Brooks around $15 million a year, a player that shoots closer to 30% than he does 40% from three-point range. Um, that's another thing the Rockets would have to think of. Me personally, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem bringing them in at two years, $15 million a year. But again, I don't see any of the players in this free agent market that I would be willing to give a three or four year big money contract to. None of them. James Harden, Fred Van Vliet, Chris Middleton, none of them. Because I just think flexibility is the Rockets' biggest friend considering next year's free agent market is going to be much better. And with the way with the way the new CBA is going to be, teams are going to be dumping salaries left and right. We just saw the, the Hawks do it with John Collins, and you want to be in a position where you can pounce on maybe a much better player becoming available in the next couple of seasons. And you won't be able to do that if you're giving away $30, $40 million a year for three or four years. So that's the way I look at the Rockets free agency. Me personally, if you're talking about wings, I would much rather have Josh Hart, who is a better rebounder, a better shooter, 
may not be as good of a defensive player, but he's still a plus defensive player um, and will bring less drama and less baggage to your team. Now, I do realize that Josh Hart's going to have a lot more players, uh, teams going after him than Dylan Brooks. Um, but Josh Hart's probably going to be getting in the neighborhood of a 15 to $18 million, which is not much more than what Dylan Brooks is looking for. So if if you had a choice, you would definitely go with Josh Hart over Dylan Brooks. Um, but we will see how all this will play out as free agency will kick off at the beginning of July. It's going to be a crazy time around here for Rockets fans as for the first time in years, the Rockets will be, actually be major players in the free agent market because certain last few years, they really haven't had the money to even go after free agents. And on top of that, they were in the rebuilding process and they really wasn't looking to bring in any big time free agents. So, now that they do have the money and they're going into phase two, something that the Rockets like to talk about a lot, the Rockets will be major players in this free agent period. One way or another, they will be bringing in veteran players, just a matter of who. Uh, so make sure you stick around. We will be covering the free agent period. Definitely uh, coming up here on Rockets Fuel Podcast. I'll be coming out with articles. Um, if there's any other press conference that happen, uh, definitely will be out for that. Um, if not, like I said, make sure to check us out for our next episode of Rocket Fuel Podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.